Tino Shay, um, Tony L and J. What type of tea they serving? Is it lifted? Probably the type that Kermit be sipping. Take your mouth and start to click in this dope trio delivering substance with subjects that's busting. Um, make you wanna join a discussion. Real people, real topics with a little bit of gossip. Out in the bay, ripping eight one trade. Um, it's all Tino Shay, all Tino Shay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What, what up? Welcome to All Tea No Shade, where we are serving tea without the shade. Like we always do. All right, pull up a seat and let's start the sip sesh. Sip, sip, sip. All right, before we start, we have to say hello to our special guest. Hello, hello. Hey. What's good? Ooh. Come on in here. Say it again. We can't What's hear you. What's good, y'all? There you go. Yeah. Good morning to you. Use that, that, that nice voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful smiles in here this morning. And well, I don't mean Jay. Introduce yourself, Miss Thang. My name is Sherry White, and I am a marriage and family therapy intern out of Lakeland, Florida. Woo woo! Woo! Oh, no. She representing Lakeland, huh? I give Lakeland people a hard time. <laughs> they, I'm like, who wants to live out in Lakeland? Right. First of all, you just rude. <laughs> all right, guys, what y'all <laughs> sipping? I am sipping on some good coffee this morning that you made, but I'm hoping to get some liquor or mimosa within the next 35 and 45 minutes. So we're gonna see. Facts. Okay. True. TJ, what you sipping on? I got some of that coffee also. It's uh, kind of refreshing this morning. <laughs> I, I asked can't for, take him. Somebody take him. I asked, for, <laughs> I asked for a glass of water that came out dark looking like coffee. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the coffee is delicious this morning. Thank you. I used to never be a coffee drinker. I think it's your fault. I'm drinking coffee more and more, and I don't <laughs> like it. It's your fault. How is it my fault? Because all you do is offer coffee. TJ, all he offers coffee. So I went out and bought a coffee machine. Now I drink coffee. It's, it's crazy. Jay, you came to my place and, ate up and drank all my liquor up that one bottle, okay? <laughs> and it wasn't coffee. <laughs> Sippers, what are you sipping on? We want to know what you sip on every morning, every day. Let us know. That's it. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and do the weekly check-in. How's everybody's week been? My week has been super chill, but it's been very good. Um, you know, Christmas is of this recording two days away. And so when the Sippers hear this, it'll be already passed. But yeah, so happy belated Christmas to all the sippers out there. Hope it was fun, relaxing, and safe. Um, but yeah, my week has been good. And mine's a pretty good. Well, I'm glad you had a good week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you better be glad. <laughs> my week has been pretty good. You know, it's that holiday time of the year, and uh, I'm more of a giver. So what I have been doing. <laughs> Lord, to those good. who have been good, L, and you get nothing. So. <laughs> No, but um, I've been doing little uh, little things as I've gone to different stores. I'm a coffee shop person, and mm-hmm. sometimes as I go through, uh, as I sit inside, I'll pay for someone's coffee or do little things like that, and I enjoy doing that. And a lot of times they're surprised seeing someone just do that little small mm-hmm. favor for them, so I enjoy that. What about you, Elle? How's your week been? I'm sorry. The guest first. Come on. How's your week been, dear? Been good. Christmas shopping is done. Now I'm just chilling. I'm ready to go home and open up a bottle of red blend. Mm-hmm. Just relax yeah. for the next couple of days. You, you start like early in the morning. Yes, yes. It'll be late in the afternoon by the time I get there. <laughs> okay. I like red better than white, too, so that's good. Elle? My week's been good. I have just been relaxing, quite frankly. I haven't been doing much. I don't... I hate... Uh, not hate Christmas, but... Oh, like, wow. Are you being a Grinch? Mm. Being I, a Grinch? I'm a little Grinchy. Grinch, mm. Grinch, Grinch. What's that Grinch song? I'm going to find that and put it in the, in the episode. <laughs> no, so, or you cannot. So why are you Grinchy? Because Christmas isn't as lit as it used to be when you was a kid. Like, <laughs> there's no comparison <laughs> now. Absolutely not. Because you, no, no, no it more sucks, gifts. Like, it sucks. Like, Christmas used to be.
be lit when I was a child. Now that you're an adult, it just isn't as much fun. Because you're not getting toys. You can yeah, buy. You can get your own toys. <laughs> okay, TJ. What are y'all um, hoping? Okay. To it will be lit then. <laughs> <laughs> what are you hoping to get for Christmas though? That's just, if that's anything that you're gonna buy yourself or in general. Like, what are you hoping to get? It can still be good. I want a Nintendo Switch. I have hinted to my brother. Nintendo Switch. Times. What is that? It's like um, it's a handheld, but it also is a dock. Um, gaming okay. system. So it's Nintendo's new gaming system, but it has the ability to also use it as a handheld. So you can take it from your home or hang out with it. So hmm. okay, I'm hoping to get just some relaxation because I don't. We stopped doing gifts a long time ago, my family and I. Well, we do dinner and stuff like that, but mm. I'm not really looking for any kind of gifts. I just want to have a good, relaxing Christmas day. TJ, what are you hoping to get for? Actually, uh, I've been blessed this year for what I'm getting for Christmas. My oldest brother's coming up here to visit me. I'm glad. His name is Ralph. So, (laughs) Ralph, that's an old name. Well, I'm playing. (laughs) No, you're not. No, you're not. No, I haven't seen my brother in probably about a year and a half or so. He's he was in the military. Now he uh, works with Norfolk Grumman down there in California. And I love him. I miss him. And I'm glad he's coming to visit me for the holiday. Looking forward to it. All right. Wait. What about you, Sherry? Going home to the country, walk around barefoot a little bit, and eat some cornbread. Oh, okay. The country. I'm gonna wait until the interview section. Now I find you. out where you are. Where you from? Right. Good All right. So my favorite time, only because you're in control of the podcast, <laughs> is who am I? Who am I? The girls, them sugar, the Grinch. I'm just glad that I am the one right. that's actually yeah, winning this again. Oh, I have full intentions of these. I did not plan on releasing the lead. So TJ will continue to be in his feelings, mm. and we're going to be <laughs> out. Mm. All right. No cheating, Sherry. I'm not. Okay. You better not cheat. I got you. Okay. I will say now, not I've got a lot of pressure because the last two to three guests we've had in here have actually won Who Am I. Is there points or is there prizes? You're playing, you're playing against, well, we got a hand clap. Okay, I'm good with that. Right. I'm good with that. I maybe, like affirmation. I like that. Yeah, I like to be affirmed, so we're good. All right, here we go. All right, this lady, first of all, we all know her. And second of all, this Beyonce. Should, no. <laughs> this should be very easy. Okay. Okay. She Michelle is. Obama. Oh, my God, yes. I am amazing. <laughs> Who is the man right now? Yes. Mm. I am the champion. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> He's such a gracious winner, y'all. Mm. TJ, did you, did you even get a thought? <laughs> <laughs> you <got> a thought? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say nothing. Wake <laughs> up, TJ. Good job, man. Good job. Good All job. Right. Congratulations. Okay. Sorry. I, My first lady. You see how he treat our guests? That is a shame. <laughs> you need better hospitality here on Altino Shade, man. Y'all sippers, y'all weren't here to watch it. Like, y'all heard it, but y'all didn't see it. This yes. man went in a full-blown lunge with his arms mm-hmm. out, doing literally the I, most. I think I pulled a hamstring. <laughs> you got stretched. You got stretched now. Um, our, my first lady, still, actually is doing her book tour, as everybody knows. Yeah. And... She showed up in these bad ass, yeah, she did thigh high canary gold hologram reflection mm-hmm. amazingness high heel boots that literally shut 
it's all the way. Like, she is just so fabulous. Mm. Yeah. And fantastic. Yes. Did you, when I saw, first saw the picture, I posted on my Facebook, I was like, damn. Either Carrie, I mean, either Jessica, what's her name? Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker is either really small, mm-hmm. or Michelle Obama is a brick house. Yes. <laughs> and so then I went yes. and Googled it, I was like, Michelle is 5'11". Mm. And other girls only five foot three. Yeah, you could tell the big difference. Yeah, she. I mean, they're with... both beautiful women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Michelle, woo-hoo, President Obama, I see why you love her. Mm. <laughs> How All could right. you not? All right, so let's go ahead. Those and... boots, by the way, were like four thousand dollars. If I could, mm. I could just dream about it. I'm gonna go ahead and get me some of Payless <laughs> and just knock brand. Just glue some reflective stuff on it. And see what happens. All right, can we go ahead and get into our listener shout out? Absolutely. Right. The listener shout-out goes to Lori Williams. Um, Lori has been Lori. one of our faithful sippers throughout the year. Uh, she has given great feedback regarding certain episodes and thoughts. So uh, she actually has called in a couple times back when we had um, the relationship piece. So we just want to give a shout-out to Lori Williams for, for being part of our show and being a great sipper. All right. How do you out, become a sipper, L and TJ? Well, you can add us on Facebook. Our page is All Tea No Shade. You can add us on Instagram. Our page is All Tea No Shade Podcast. And you can always hit us up on Gmail, All Tea No Shade Podcast at gmail.com with your thoughts, your questions, and your commentary. Um, all right. Sounds good. I just want to say, uh, give a shout out to all the supporters. Lori has been very supportive of us on a regular, and we do appreciate what you do for us all the time. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the guest interview. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're going to go to the guest interview and then skip over that sound for me. I mean, we, we can come back to that sound for me. I mean, that's fine. Whatever you want to do, we can do the guest and then come I back. I do this every, <laughs> every podcast. I hate it. All right, I guess. Jay, you're doing it today. No. Yep, I'm sorry. I guess we're, we're doing that sounds familiar. Here, the headphones, and no. you're doing this. No, no, no. So TJ's had to get Shut my mic down, please. Shut the mic down. <laughs> so, Sipper, as you know, that sounds um, familiar. I actually sent to you as well. So, that sounds familiar. I'm going to play five songs. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, I'm not playing five songs anymore. Shay is going to play five songs mm-hmm. for you that I picked. Um, you have to guess either the artist of the song or the name of the song before. L and TJ does. Okay. All right. So normally it's before TJ does because I'll be like knocking L out the box oh, on this. I have won almost Everyone. every single. No, not almost. No, who's the, every who's the leader one. right now? Who's winning? I am. He I has no points. You know why? Because he I'm has, a you my competition. I'm he a has gentleman. zero points. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> I think it's three zip. Three zip. All right. So that's next. Close. The first song came out in 1998. Like you listening? Next, close. Is it playing? All right. I got to keep it in. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, it's not. Keep going. Is it? Like, you know, this is a song? Yeah. This is Faith. Faith Evans. There you go. Oh, damn it. You. Damn it. Oh. Faith Evans. Don't even give me that look. No, no, already I, 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 I didn't Yeah, I thought it was the intro or something. But I still okay, got that point, though, right? You got that point. Okay. 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 You got that point. I thought it was just the intro coming in. Pay attention. You gotta oh, okay, pay attention. I'm on now. I'm hot now. Ooh. He is right. Really right. Good, Ooh, she competitive now. One, I was like that. Oh. Yeah, I'm about to take the earrings she off. Got the Ooh. I got the Vaseline. Got the cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one zip. Great job. Um, next song came out in 1997. One of my popular songs. I love this song. Missy Elliott. Damn. Damn. That was she good. Was gonna say, good. Dang. Psych. I was, was, you, 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 you 
It's okay. It's okay. to me. You get an afterwards. Yo, she can't ready to play. Y'all she better her. I know. How many more do I have to go? Oh, oh, you can be oh. one more. The Vaseline I only need one more. You only need one more okay, to win this you. thing. Oh, thank you. I'm putting my thing. Becky voice. I only need one. Her Becky. Oh, Your what voice? My Becky voice. Oh, Rebecca. Her Becky voice. We want to hear that Becky voice. My Rebecca voice. I only have one more to go, right? One more. Okay. If we get this, though, we got to keep going. Okay. All right, so I ain't had a chance to think. <laughs> I ain't had a chance You're to think. Sipping your so, y'all, so this song is very, very popular. All right, I'm All ready. Right. <laughs> Back up, girl. L, don't get upset when I tell you the year of the song. Oh! All right, the song came out in 1988. Wow. Oh. Wait, let's go. New edition. If it isn't love. Damn, that's right. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. I'm a All new right. edition fan forever. Congratulations on your victory. Thank you. But here's the thing. The strippers may be ahead of you. So we don't know. So we're going to play these next two. And hopefully, L and TJ will be able to at least get one point off of this. That was that was mine and L's Christmas gift to you so you could win. Okay, that's all it was. Thank you so much. You're Al Jess. You're quite welcome. Merry Christmas. All right. So the next song came out in 2016. Great artist. Christmas? No, that's the next one. Go ahead, we'll play that one. That one came out in 1945. Nat King Cole. There you go. We'll play Just that one. Well, damn. Back. Good job, Nat King Cole. That's the time he was born. <laughs> yes. That one came out in 1945, but it's a Jack popular Frost. song. Everyone used to love that song. I still love that song. <laughs> How it go? What did you say? Yuletide cows. Alright, so they got one on the board. Congratulations on that one. Alright, so we'll go to the final one. Yeah, I'm the man. I got one. 2016. Let's get it. Come on, L. Rihanna. There you go. I'm for you. All right, so great, congratulations again, Tisha. You are the winner. Thank you for Sign up. <laughs> thank you, thank here you. Today. I'm the winner of Who Am I? You're the winner of That Sounds Funny. Yay, Cheryl. All right. What do we have next, Al? She's salty. I'm <laughs> salty as hell right now. All right. We have our little guest interview. So we got a guest in this building. I mean, I'm side-eyeing her still, though. I'm real competitive. But let's find out a little bit about Miss Sherry. So where are you from? I am originally from Hardy County, Florida, Wachula. Um, Country girl, born and raised, and I'm currently residing in Lakeland. Okay. Wow, Florida, true Floridian. There's not many all around. Most of my friends are from somewhere else. Is that so true? Do you feel like a minority in your own home state? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> probably hates that we're here. Getting bigger and bigger. I think you're the only local in this whole group of people. 
Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm from Virginia. He's from. He's, he's from, from Baltimore. Baltimore. I lived in Virginia for seven years. Shout out to VA, VA, Lynchburg, and oh, then Lynchburg. in Leesburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. State country. country. Yeah. You go to college out there? You to live in I went to Liberty University. Yeah, Liberty University. Oh. Yep. It's <laughs> a good college. It's a very strict Christian college. Yeah. Right? It was then. I don't yeah. know what it's like now. So turn up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. How did you end up getting into your field of choice? Um, oh, gosh, that's such a long story. But the gist of it is my mom, when I was younger, like probably about seven, somewhere between seven and ten, my mom was a social worker. And that was back in the days when social work was like really case management. Mm-hmm. It's like a blend of DCF work and everything. So taking kids excuse me, from homes and supporting them and things like that. So we always had a bunch of kids that weren't ours in our home or whatever. And so that's kind of when I realized it. But honestly, it's just always been in me to help others and to be a healer and, you know, those sorts of things. So mental health just seemed like the right field for me. It was a fit. It was natural. I actually don't know many... um black people that are in that field so i think that's a great that you hear because want to pick your brain and your and your thoughts on a lot of stuff today yeah was that a challenge in your education you know were you like a minority in the sense that your peers were very different from you in terms of looks approach and background you know during my um program when i was getting my master's it wasn't but now it seems like there's less diversity um, as far as black men and women in mental health are concerned. So mm-hmm. there, I see more of a gap now than I did in school. So I, I don't know if it's that people just didn't stick with it mm-hmm. or, you know, if they just felt like it just wasn't what they wanted to do because it's hard work. So that may or may not have had some effect on it. But right now, no, I, I, I see that we're starting to increase in numbers. We need a lot more black men providing mm-hmm. mental health there. I mean, we really have a need. Um, I'm a true believer that mental health needs to mimic, like your therapist needs to look as closely to like what you mm-hmm. look like as possible. Because yeah. I think that's creating some gaps. It makes it easier to trust. Yeah. Unfortunately, you will say, people say, well, your skin color shouldn't matter. But sometimes when, you, when it comes to a trust factor... Who you, who looks like you, is easier to open up to, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, especially in like for for example, corporate America. This is gonna sound crazy, but if I have a stranger who's a black person and a stranger who's a white person, and one of them tries to befriend me, I'm probably gonna befriend the one that that's black first mm-hmm. because they look like me, right? Birds of a feather mm-hmm. flock together. Mm-hmm. Right. So I imagine it's very similar for people who have traumatic issues to say, okay. Mm-hmm. I trust this person who looks, looks like me a little bit better, you know. A, a lot of that comes from the uh, confidence of having relatability, being able to relate to one of your own color, okay, yeah. and also having someone who you, you really believe that can understand you from your past, mm-hmm. dealing with things you've maybe dealt with in life, and when you see someone of the same color, you feel like you have that kind of relatability right there. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you. What do you feel is some of the biggest um, concerns with mental health in the black community now? Accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a private pay therapist, mm-hmm. so but I have worked with agencies that require and well, not require, but take insurance, you know, traditional mm-hmm. insurances or even Medicaid. Mm-hmm. So that accessibility is a little bit better, you know, in that in in those um, areas or whatever. But still, the thing that is true now that was true then 
is we just won't seek mental health therapy. Exactly. And um, I see it a lot in men of color. Mm -hmm. um, I, I see an influx of women mm -hmm. um, coming in. I, I'm, I'm providing therapy to a lot of black women now, and that really excites me. Mm -hmm. um, one of the platforms that has really been helpful for me in that is um, therapyforblackgirls.com. So a lot of them are finding I, me on there. I just joined that, yeah. Yeah, they, mm -hmm. they, it's an amazing um, outlet, <clears throat> blogs, and just services on um, social media and things like like mm -hmm. that but I think that one of the bigger factors that affects um, black or brown people coming into mental health services religion mm -hmm. um, Ooh, and, yeah mm -hmm. we can talk about that religion and just um, socioeconomic factors as well as cultural um, exactly. challenges and education in that area and I think also the media sometimes gives um, mental health services a bad rap because people think that, you know, what you see on a TV show mm -hmm. or on commercials, you know, you have to lay on a couch and... Mm -hmm. Ayanda. All, right. It, it, we tell you. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about that too, but and, and it's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. So here's a um, non-serious question. Since this is... Since you're a sipper at the moment, mm -hmm. what is your favorite drink of choice that's not... That's alcoholic-wise? Um, I'm really feeling red blends. Um, uh, any sweet red blend wine? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, just regular reds give me a headache, but red blends. Yeah, right. I like sweet reds. I like sweet reds too. Yeah, I, I prefer a a calf, but the red blends is pretty are pretty good. Yeah. I like more of a coffee. It tastes so delicious. <laughs> TJ is our non-drinker. He's the weak sauce. Well, I'll do some Baileys or something. Ah, like uh, that. he's the. That's okay. He's the non-drinker. And I'm proud of it because my mental health is okay due to me not drinking that <laughs> red stuff. <laughs> so what's one thing? His, his pocketbook's okay with him not drinking that, that much. True. What's one thing you're looking forward to for next year? That's my, be my final question. You know, it's funny because I'm real big on on setting goals. I don't believe in resolutions. Thank you. And um, mm, thank just. You. Based on the way my hustle is set up, I'm already a good five Every or six months into 2019. So I got some things happening, hey. some growth, some expansion, and I'm really excited and just services, offering different services. Mm. So I'm looking forward to more, more growth next year. You said you're a private pay. Mm -hmm. What's so how so people can't just reach out to you and find you for help? Like how do they find you? Okay. Um therapy for um blackgirls.com and also I am becoming free.com, which is my personal website. Oh, Either say of those I am becoming free.com and therapy for blackgirls.com. If you search me, I'm in the Lakeland area in Florida. And that is the best way for anyone to reach me and just call me and I do kind of an, a little brief interview to see if they're suitable, and right. then we go forward with um, getting services started. Can you explain private pay, what that means? It's just out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just pay me directly cash or debit card or, or however, and the rates are set, and then you just pay me for services directly. It doesn't go through an insurance company or anything like that. Now, one of the benefits that I like to tell people with private pay is there's nothing tracking you as far as insurance. Like some people don't want their employers and people like that to know that they're mm -hmm. in therapy. Yeah. Um, and, of course, if I feel like there's a serious need for someone to know you know, if there's something going on with them, then they know that there's some disclosure things that have to happen. Gotcha. But otherwise, no one knows you're in treatment. 
um, because there's nothing tracking your actual treatment through right. an insurance company. Right. So some people find that beneficial. I know I'm excited to have you on because it's definitely a very taboo topic, especially in a, cult- in a culture of people of color. So mm-hmm. I, my last question would be, so when do you, when should somebody think about going to see a therapist? Now. Um, (laughs) if I you know I I often say if I had it my way everybody would have a therapist or a coach um, because I see the benefits in both Um, the one of the more distinguishing things from me as far as a therapist versus like a life coach is if there is some serious emotional or mental health challenges Mm -hmm. that people are facing and is causing some depressive or anxious you know, episodes and things like that, all the way into psychosis and things of that nature, then you definitely want to seek out a therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes life is just adjusting and we all go through adjustment periods. You know, we were talking about death earlier, um, loss of job, um, breakups and things like that. So some of that is um, more challenging for someone's emotional or mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, So then definitely you want to reach out to a therapist. And in my opinion, a good therapist is going to tell you if you actually need them Mm. um we're not well we shouldn't be you know just kind of bringing people in kind of like driving cattle you know just for the sake of the numbers so i think it's very important as a therapist because i'm responsible for every client that comes before me to make sure that they need my services Mm -hmm. if not then my responsibility is to point them to what's going to be best for them i like all that you said because i do coaching and Mm -hmm. i've had two clients that i refer to a therapist because I see the issues that they wanted to uh, share with me were too deep for me, meaning that I, certain things I knew that I had my limitations, of course, with coaching, mm-hmm. and the things they were dealing with went further in depth than what it was that I was able to help them out with and treat with. So I did refer them to um, some coaches. Um, I just want to touch on one thing real quick. You mentioned about black men and mental health. And I had a problem. I was having this discussion uh, the other night with a friend of mine about that. And I have to in my opinion, admit this, that I see a failure amongst black men out here, especially in family issues, dealing with uh, mental health, because I see a lot of young black men out here in schools and also some of my clients where I see that their biggest problem is not having that father Mm -hmm. there for them and with them. And for quite some time, I felt that that wasn't fully the issue, but I'm seeing a bigger issue now because I'm getting some younger clients coming to me with that same issue that they're having. And some things I can easily take on with them because I can easily relate to some of those things. But uh, like I said, the two of the people I relate, I refer them to therapists because they have some deeper issues. Mm-hmm. But that's something that we as black men, me, Jay, Shay, and other men out here, we must be more cognizant in a way and also try to do more than we can do if, uh, for our young black men out here in the communities. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, guess, 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 sippers, what today's topic is. We are talking about all things mental health, mental health in black communities and colored communities, um, when you should get it, right? So today is all things mental health, and starting it off, I want to ask, when do you think, like, so there's life coaches and then there's therapists. When should you go to one versus the other? I think you should go, well, I can't speak on... I guess I can't speak on it, but I feel like when you are trying to figure out what your dreams and goals are in life, right? It's like, okay, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm stagnant. I can't get out of this rut I'm in. Let me go find a life coach. Let me help somebody get me out or point me in the right direction mm-hmm. to get me out this rut that I'm in spiritually, um, mm-hmm. professionally, et cetera. 
And I think when you are struggling with depression or you are having thoughts of harming yourself or if you've been uh, abused, domestic violence, molestation, molestation mm-hmm. when you were younger, then go see a right. uh, psychiatrist or something like that. A therapist, yes. Therapist. Yeah, um, I completely agree. And um, one of the areas of specialty that I operate in is trauma-informed care. So mm-hmm. I am a trauma-trained mm-hmm. therapist. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, it's really interesting because when we're talking about the challenges with men of color coming into therapy, as well as women or women of color in therapy, uh, it's real easy sometimes to distinguish when women have had challenges with um, domestic violence or with sexual trauma and things like that or whatever. But we don't break trauma down mm-hmm. enough for clarity to understand that trauma is just not being in war zones or just as something sexual has happened to you. You can be a young man growing up in a home where there's an absent father or an absent mother where you've witnessed domestic violence or if you're living in areas in your cities or or towns where there's a lot of violence. Um, A lot of the things that we see happening with law enforcement right now is creating trauma. You know, a lot of the things that we see happening in government creates a level of trauma. So I think that we're more exposed to post-traumatic stress disorder Mm -hmm. than we realize, but we just kind of muddle through and just kind of stay on that hamster wheel Mm -hmm. going without seeking some sort of intervention. So I think it's very important to be able to understand what it is that triggers us or causes us to have challenges with emotional regulation. Mm -hmm. And then based on that, determine if what we have requires a therapist or if we need to see a life coach. But I think there's a beautiful ebb and flow between the two. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you were saying, where you can recommend a therapist for a client. When I have a client that is finishing up treatment and is stabilized, then I can recommend a life coach for Mm -hmm. them. So the two do go hand in Mm -hmm. hand. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad you mentioned about PTSD. Um, My background is the fire department coming from Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And I have at times... Uh, some I will call them PTSD events. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, real quick, a friend of mine had posted a picture of an old telephone booth on his page uh, about two weeks ago, and it affected me because we had a shooting where a young kid got shot and killed mm-hmm. from it, a bullet right in the middle of his head, and that took me back. So I understand the amount of what you're referring to about PTSD because it still does affect us, like you say, whether it's from work or even in um, our own personal life. Yeah, and as a as a emergency care worker, mm-hmm. firemen, doctors, you have a lot of vicarious trauma yes. that you're exposed to, and I don't see enough, even in law enforcement, military, there's still not enough therapeutic mm-hmm. interventions that are happening mm-hmm. to help these individuals, you know, become stabilized and mm-hmm. work through those things. And I think what happens is because just like with any job, when you know your job and you're just kind of in the mode mm-hmm. of your job, yeah. you know how to just kind of, you know, either sarcastically or just intentionally brush challenges like that away. Mm-hmm. But just like you were saying, a phone booth gave you a flashback, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's very important that we're making sure that when we're like um, first responders and things like that, that we're seeking out mental health treatment as well. How can people do an assessment of themselves to kind of decide if they need uh, coaching or therapy? What are the things should they look for within themselves that could help them to know that they, maybe they could use therapy or coaching? You know, it's, um, of course, there's all sorts of little online tests mm-hmm. and, and quizzes and things. <laughs> Facebook is good for them, but don't <laughs> use those um, to determine, you know, if they need to go into mental health treatment or if coaching. So the way I kind of see it is if there's anything that's causing challenge in your daily functioning, 
um, to where you can't get out of bed Mm -hmm. or it gets harder to get out of bed or certain things trigger anxiety, um, Mm -hmm. you know, sweaty hands, um, racing hard Mm -hmm. and, and things like that, then those tend to be more mental health related kind of responses. Mm -hmm. Now, everyday life can cause those things, but you want to look at the depth of it Mm -hmm. and how long it's been happening. Mm -hmm. Um, anything beyond 30 days, Mm -hmm. you know, can create a good or a bad habit or a good or bad response. So if it's something that daily becomes a challenge, then you may want to seek a mental health therapist. Mm -hmm. If it's more, you know, like you guys were discussing earlier, goal setting, um, life transition, like jobs, um, starting businesses and things like that. Those are areas where coaches are very valuable. But again, I'm sorry, but again, it's kind of an ebb and flow. Right. So going back to the PTSD, um, I don't think a lot of people actually understand what exactly it is and how whether or not they are are it's affecting their lives, right? right. So, have you in your own personal experience? Do you have you seen people who are having these these reactions to certain events? Like, do you tell them, "Hey, you may be suffering from PTSD"? Like, have you experienced it all, L? Or I haven't witnessed necessarily PTSD with other people but I have definitely experienced I mean I think it's crazy that like mental health is so taboo when I'm just like we have traumatic experiences like every time I talk to anyone especially people of color we have all grown up in super traumatic experiences and so we have we're walking trauma (laughs) like you know I don't understand the the hesitance. And so I know I've been triggered. You know, I was in New York when 9-11 happened mm, and I, like, yeah. I've been, you know, assaulted and called the N word and like, you know what I mean? Like, and so I definitely will get kind of like TJ said, I'll get flashbacks or something. will I'll see something and it'll trigger me or somebody will say something, you know, mm-hmm. trigger me in a particular way. And then I'm like, okay, that's the past reaching out <laughs> to snatch me back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What are some signs or symptoms or how can you, how do you know when you are having like a PTSD moment? Um, Some of the signs of trauma are, of course, you know, like nightmares, um, daymares, you know, like hallucinations, Mm. um, visual and auditory, um, restlessness, you know, changes in your sleep patterns and your appetite, um, just your, your, um, ability to um, to regulate your emotions. You know, if things just kind of set you off a lot, it's, it's very necessary to kind of take an introspective look, you know, to see what it is that's causing these challenges for you. Um, so those are some of the obvious signs, um, just restlessness a lot and things yeah. like that or whatever. So a lot of times just being able to be calm and to be focused and to just kind of stay on task, um, some of those are the challenges. Okay. So let's lighten this up a little bit. So what would a session with you be like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm, no, seriously, because people are interested because some I've learned with some coaches, they have boring sessions and they, they don't consistently go to that, that coach. Mm-hmm. People don't, or the, or the therapist. But when they By make some it. Some coaches, you mean you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was not funny. But uh, <laughs> no. I have learned to help make my clients with me that um, when we first meet, pretty much an experience, <laughs> and a good experience. No, really, it is. So, what would it be like with you? You know what, Al? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say nothing. 
What I tell people um, in that initial phone contact, because I try to have that with every client before mm -hmm. they come into my actual space. Mm -hmm. And so the one thing that I always tell them is I don't take myself too seriously. Okay. So I'm not sitting there with pen and paper, you know, jotting down everything. You say, thank God I still got a pretty decent memory, mm -hmm. you know, for documentation's sake and things like that. But I try to keep the mood light mm -hmm. um, in therapy because therapy is hard. It is. Um, and it's hard sometimes for people to cross the threshold mm -hmm. of the office door, much less come into my actual room. Exactly. You know, to sit there and to process for up to an hour or longer, you know, depending on what the needs are. So I try to keep it light. I I, um, I think I'm pretty funny sometimes. <laughs> you know, like I'm a therapy and a Facebook comedian. There you yes. go. <laughs> so I have a second calling. But um, <laughs> I I am a very honest therapist. I don't bite my tongue. Okay. Um, I don't I don't cut corners with adults or kids. Um, I believe that honesty is one of the most healing um, initiators in the therapeutic process. So I try to make sure that. My clients feel comfortable that it is a very free, a very safe, and a very brave space that they operate in. Um, they can come in and literally talk about anything. Nothing shocks me or catches me off guard anymore. Mm. And I think the teenage clients that I see find that very um, effective because yeah. they like to cuss. Yeah. You know, and so they, <laughs> they come in and they just like, you know, free flow with it or whatever. Um, I like to use a lot of art, music things like that in the therapy process with adults and with children. So, okay. so yeah. full disclosure here, I mean, I, growing up, I didn't know anything about a psychiatrist or a, a, a mental a coach or anything until I was an adult, right? Like, in, when I grew up, we didn't talk about it, right? There was no, you just suck it up mm. and you deal with it. I think the closest thing I knew to someone that could help me was my high school guidance counselor, right? right? Yeah. And so my question to the table is, why does it seem like in all people of color, we don't get help for our issues. We don't talk about stuff. Actually, I wanted to talk about this. Um, I wanted us to point out the things that we've seen in our family and other people's mm -hmm. families of like clear mental health issues that okay. we always sweep under the rug, right? Okay. So like an example would be the touchy uncle. Thank God none of my uncles mm. was touchy. But, like, in pop culture, generally, or, like, I have been friends with friends who've, like, oh, yeah, that's my uncle, he a little touchy. Mm. Like, we completely ignore the creepy cousin or the mm. touchy uncle. Mm. Why? Why? What's another example you guys can think of? Or auntie. Or, Ooh, or yes. auntie. Or auntie. There's that creepy auntie. And, you know, and I would say this, going looking back, when I, I remember going to a family event, and I actually went over a, a babysitter's house. And I think I was probably maybe 12 at the time. And this, this woman undressed in front of me. Like full, full, I could see her breasts, everything. Full Monty. Full Monty. And I was, at 12, you don't really think, you're not really thinking mm -hmm. about it. But and she was eight, she had to be at least 17, 18. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so in hindsight, I'm like, that probably affected me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, I would say um, probably brushing under the rug that, Someone in your family may be homosexual or be gay, and they just oh, don't worry about them. That's just how they are. They just mm -hmm. a little funny. They got a little water, a little sugar in the tank. Sugar in the tank. Sugar in the tank, and it can be a little damaging to the person who who is gay, who's struggling with their identity. Absolutely. To to brush them under the rug and to pass it off as don't even worry about it, you know? Yeah, that cousin who has a forever roommate. <laughs> like, yeah. We all ignore it and are like, uh, yeah, that's just a roommate. Um, yeah. We know at this point that's not your roommate. Mm -hmm. What about you, TJ? What's an example 
that you see in either your family or you've seen in other people's family where there's clearly some kind of mental health issue that everyone's sweeping under the rug? Uh, like you said, the, um, the uncle. Mm-hmm. I've seen some uncles, not with me, but with family members who were just very, very touchy, mm-hmm. you know. And actually, <laughs> when I used to go to uh, Lake Clifton to the pool up there, and you see a lot of the older guys standing around, mm-hmm. looking at all the little young girls, looking at them. And I said, all those old guys, all they stand up there. Why don't they get into the pool? It's burning hot outside, sweaty. Nope. They would stand up there and just look at all them little young girls. Whoa. I do that now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. I'm joking. <laughs> hey, girl. I know one thing that, uh, one thing that I, I grew up struggling with is that I saw, and I'm not trying to put my dad on blast because he's a different man today than he was then. Yeah. But in a better way. But when I growing up, I, mean, my, I, see my, I saw my mom and dad fist fight. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I feel fortunate enough that that didn't get passed down to me. Like I've never hit any woman mm-hmm. that I've ever dated. Right. And I, but in my mind, I always said, I don't want to be that guy. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I know guys who done that to women they were dating. Mm-hmm. And it's because they say, you know, my whole life that's all I saw. You know, that's what what it was. So that's something I think we also brush under the table is like, you hear people arguing in another room all the time, or a neighbor, or someone, and you, just, and you know, or your cousin comes in with a with a, a black eye, mm-hmm. and you don't say anything. Right. You know. I, I think it's funny though because we always talk about when you say domestic violence, the the picture is always the woman, mm-hmm. right? But we Absolutely. never talk about the fact that domestic violence men, men, men yeah. are probably. Like, statistically, I, w- I mean, I don't have the statistics, y'all. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. hypothesis, y'all. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say probably men get more assaulted by women than the reverse, oh, yeah. right? It's oh, just yeah. socially inappropriate for a man to hit a woman. But, like, I grew up with nothing but boys. I have only brothers. And so I used to get into fights because their girlfriends said they could smack my brothers and mm-hmm. I was not going to have it. Mm-hmm. And, like... They couldn't, my brothers couldn't defend themselves because yeah. it's inappropriate. But, like, literally, girls used to just haul off and be throwing blows. So, I think we all overlook or ignore the fact that, like, women are beating guys' asses out here. <laughs> and we don't say nothing about it. Uh, we return the favor. I have dealt with that. I've, I've, I was in a relationship like that. Now, as I was getting out of it, she became even more abusive. Oh. Mm-hmm. And even when I called the police, they didn't do anything about it. You know. Yeah, it's so taboo. Yeah, so yeah, it's toxicity. Yes, is it what is. it is. Yes, you know, it is. it's it's just this cyclical challenge. You know, of not healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see, you know, like you're talking about the creepy uncles and the creepy dudes from the neighborhood. That was, you know, there was always that one guy that was 25 dating a 13 year old. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the mom was cool with it because he's paying mm-hmm. bills or whatever. But then, you know, we're rolling into relationships where men and women are toxic. Or whatever, and so the other thing that I've seen a lot of that is passed down is people beating the hell out of their kids. Yeah, you know, true, and I'm like, it, it doesn't take all of that. You know, I grew up in that era of you know, be seen and not heard because you yeah. know, know a child's mm-hmm. place. But I have a 16 year old daughter at home, mm-hmm. and so there's an often a need for me to understand from her standpoint what her challenges are or what she's facing because she's got access to things that I never had access to growing up at her age, you know? So as, you know, trying to parent her and keep from killing her someday, <laughs> you know, it's very necessary for me to take a step back and listen and yeah. be willing to hear from her because her words have value and they have meaning, 
you know, to her, but there's a lot of parents that still just beating the brakes off their mm-hmm. kids and don't understand why when the kids go to school, they're getting into fights at the school mm-hmm. or why the teachers call them because the kids are out of control in the classroom. Mm-hmm. You know, so with regards to mental health issues and mental health needs, you have to be able to separate the behaviors also from the symptoms. Um, you know, because sometimes we see kids behaving in a certain way and we're thinking, oh, they just bad. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we good to say, oh, these kids are just yeah. so bad. But right. that kid may be having anxiety. Exactly. That kid may be hungry. You know, the kid may be depressed, but nobody is giving them an opportunity to speak. Yep. That's a good example of like something that we see that's like abusive, but it's accepted. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious because we all know when we have been abused in terms of spanking. And it's one of the saddest, but also the most, like, connecting. Because we've all done this. Who got beat worse? Like, we've all had this competition with our friends. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I got beat with a pot stick. And I know I got beat with a broom. And, like... I I used to cry like this. Right. (laughs) 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 That's how you got your ass like crying, okay? (laughs) That you deadly aim, right? So that's a huge example that we see all the time. Like, I feel like, especially from where I grew up, I'm from a Caribbean family. It's like... You spanking is a thing. It's a real mm-hmm. thing. Like, you know, you need to discipline your child. And the discipline can be really extreme. Mm-hmm. I think part of the problem that us, people correlate all the struggles that we see with kids these days with us not spanking kids. And I think part of the problem is that people don't know how to properly communicate mm-hmm. how to discipline without the spanking. Mm-hmm. And so they feel like they have to spank. And I just think if we had, if we did a better job learning how to talk ourselves and to control the situations without that violence, we'd be better off. But a lot of people say, well, because we're, we're not spanking, you see all the troubles coming from. And I mean, I got spanked a lot growing up, but I vowed not you to spank my. Huh? Well, yeah, but and I, I came out good, but I'm not saying that's right. right. I'm just saying. Jerry's right. still out. You know how you and I well, talk not. about the differences. <laughs> <laughs> I believe spankings are necessary. Mm-hmm. Okay, not abusive, but mm-hmm. some spankings are because abusive. sometimes no matter how much you talk to a kid, because I've seen different kids and the parents are like, no, stop, Junior, and I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. tap that little ass. And you have to say that mm-hmm. because sometimes those kids need it. After you say it about two, three, four, five times, that child's not paying you no attention. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you must get their attention by how sometimes there's a little bit of pain, a little bit will change that behavior in that child. Let me tell even you, even adults. I have, there's so it. much stuff. <laughs> there's a funny meme running around that it's like, it's funny, all the things that I hated as a child, I love as an adult, mm-hmm. like taking naps and getting spanked. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Saw that. Hilarious. Like I said, Fitz L. I mean, how much, how many, how, how much can you do go stand in the corner? Does that, re- oh. I mean, from your perspective, does standing in the corner help discipline this, this child? I, you know what? I, I believe in spanking. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe that, you know, warming a rump every now and then is necessary. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also think that um, punishments or consequences need to fit the crime. You know, you don't beat the hell out of right. a kid because they bought home a, a C or a D. Right, right. You know, if, yeah. if that's the case, then why don't you sit down and study with them? Exactly. Why don't you show up for a parent-teacher conference? Exactly. You know, yes. th- there are certain things that can kind of minimize and eliminate, you know, those type of responses. But 
Um, I think there's got to be a balance. All kids don't need to be spanked. Mm-hmm. Some kids yeah. you can talk to, exactly. you can look at them. My mother used to be able to shoot me a look from mm-hmm. the choir stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew when I got home, it was on and popping. <laughs> you know, try yes. to run to my room and take a nap real quick. You know, that kind of thing. But I think there has to be a balance in mm-hmm. discipline. Um, I believe in spanking, but I don't believe in beating kids down because that, that doesn't achieve anything. And I don't like um, to see kids um, embarrassed on social media. I get oh, yeah, it sometimes. I yeah, I don't like that. But that, that's, that's the grandpa me. phase, mm-hmm. what was that when they were like, you guys know when they were cutting the little kids, like their hair into right. like mm-hmm. grandpas giving the purposely receding right. hairline yeah. to sending oh, them yeah, to school. I saw that. I like yeah. that. I saw it felt that. like, it like felt kind of like their parents were bullying them. <laughs> that's but okay. It, there, and there's a fine sometimes. line between bullying, parenting, and trauma. Mm-hmm. And you have to know when it's going too far. I remember when I was pregnant with my daughter, the one thing my mom said is never break her spirit. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And so I had to very systematically and very calculated, you know, determine how much was going to be too much. Mm-hmm. I'm raising yeah. a black girl, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't want to inflict trauma. So then when she's out there in the world, she opens herself up for other people that want to bring it to her unnecessarily. Yeah. So I, it's balancing. Everything is a balancing act and you have to know your child. You have to know what works for them because it's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. I remember when, when you spoke about the time out, uh, one time my mother gave me time out when I was a kid and that didn't do nothing. I was mm-hmm. more angrier, waiting for them time, that time to be up <laughs> to mm-hmm. go do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I did it. Then she spanked me. <laughs> then I, <Yeah>. then <laughs> I'm like, okay, now she's saying the timeout don't work, but the spanking does. Mm-hmm. So It's so funny because it was the opposite for me. I used to prefer to get spanked than to mm. do timeout because mm-hmm. my block was get lit, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you got spanked, you could just go, you could still go outside. Like, you mm-hmm. could get spanked, uh, yeah, you yeah. need to chill for like 20, 30 minutes, but then yeah. you could go back outside and play. If you had time out, you was, you was out the game, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I used to prefer to get spanked than to, to, to sit at home and oh. be stuck in the pit. Why are you lying talking about what you used to? <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about all that. We're we talking about the past. We're talking about the past. So, Cher, you mentioned earlier that you see more of an influx of black women coming in, getting help, and not really that much of, of black men. Mm-hmm. Why do we think that black men, in particular, um, don't get the help they need? Stigma, and that's open to everyone. But I want you to answer as well. Um, I, I definitely think stigma has something to do with it, um, and the just masculinity, not just in black men, but men as a whole. Mm-hmm. Just being at, like you guys are just naturally built to want to protect and serve and take care of things and stuff like that or whatever. So I think just um, some of those, some of the ways that you're raised and things like that contribute to that. But I also think it's just a matter of being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I think vulnerability is hard for black men um, in certain spaces. So I think that, you know, it kind of goes back to the, um, the stigma of therapy and what therapy is going to be like. So they don't want anything that's going to break them down or make them feel like less than a man or whatever. But I also think it has to do with how they are raised and what messages they were sent by their moms and by their fathers as far as being able to seek help and say, I'm having this crisis or I'm having this moment and I want help for it instead of when it's too late. Because once you end up in prison or juvenile yeah. detention, 
therapy is almost forced on you. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've worked in um, the juvenile detention facilities before. And so kids, you know, in those places, young men have to see a therapist sometimes or have to have that engagement. And even now for therapists that go into school, there's still that accessibility. But I really think it's about being vulnerable and being, you know, feeling like, okay, you know, I have to listen to someone break me down and just tell it's me something's wrong. It's hard to express yourself mm -hmm. if you haven't been taught how to express yourself. Mm -hmm. and, Absolutely. And, and to know your feelings. Um, perspective also. The perspective of a therapist, a lot of times somebody, well, when I went to therapy for mm -hmm. a long time, I had uh, seen a lot of death when I was in the fire department at a young mm -hmm. age. And it was affecting me. I found myself getting more violent. And I was suggested by one of the older guys, you know, to get therapy. You know, it's paid for through the fire department. So, I was reluctant to it because I didn't understand exactly what therapy. My perspective of therapy was that I ain't crazy. It's nothing right. wrong with yes. me. Right. You know, right. I'm good, you know, and yeah. also that pride and ego. Mm -hmm. And when I went, I will honestly say that one of them did really help me. I went to two. The first one, I didn't feel like the person really, I was getting anything from that person. Mm -hmm. but I wasn't patient. I was young. The second one showed me a little bit more understanding and caring. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing the benefits of it on a long-term basis. And it really was effective. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of times perspective, uh, the way we view it, what we don't know about it, and also not knowing the true benefits of how therapy really can help us. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And I, and I think, too, that just historically, therapy has never been a black people thing. Mm -hmm. You know, white people mm -hmm. go therapy. I ain't crazy. I don't need to see no therapist. I need, you know, that sort of thing or whatever. And so. If you don't, if you're coming into a situation not knowing how to manage your emotions and you know recognizing changes in your mood, then the possibility of having to go and see a therapist that honestly could potentially be a white person mm -hmm. is very off-putting or scary even for men of color. Mm -hmm. um, also, you know, a lot of people don't realize the um, levels of confidentiality in therapy. Mm -hmm. So you know, there's also the thoughts of okay if I tell them this they're going to tell somebody or they can say that you know if I do this then they can you know and so there's certain places where you know you have to report certain things but for the most part that is your space that should be a space where you can just go in and be your most vulnerable mm -hmm, and your most yeah. open and a lot of times we find therapy in the wrong things for a temporary for, for a temporary moment mm -hmm. people will sit here and go out here you get weed Drugs, mm -hmm. liquor, cigarettes. Mm -hmm. That's a temporary therapy for them. Sex, shopping. Yep. Well, mm -hmm. that's, the yep. other part is good. Yep. But <laughs> it does work. But uh, it's only temporary. Right. You know, but when we say, look at the long-term the benefits of how therapy, coaching, how they really, really can help us mm -hmm. overall and make you really a better person, I would tell anyone to seek that. Look at yourself. Look at the new, the, the new year coming in. Look at yourself and figure out, should I seek some assistance, especially if you deal with depression. A lot of people don't even know they're going through depression. Mm -hmm. They don't even realize that, you know, the, the, uh, what it really does to them on a daily basis. They don't even sit here and see that right there. But I was just to anybody, get therapy, seek coaching. You never know how I can really truly help you out here. All right, so I have a little game for us to play. I have a little game for us to play while we wrap this thing up. All right, all right so let's get it. I'm gonna say a celebrity. You guys mm. decide if that celebrity needs a life coach mm. <laughs> or a therapist. Or a therapist. Oh, I like it. I like that. I like that. Donald Trump. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right Damn. my mind. <laughs> no, stop. Don't I'll say that. All right, I'm gonna start off with Mr. Kanye West. Oh, he. That's my boy, I, and I, I am a Kanye fan. Y'all know this, but I think Kanye needs to continue to see a therapist. Exactly, therapy. 
therapy and psychiatry. Ooh. Yes, Jeez. therapy and yes. psychiatry. All right, what about Meek Mill? You didn't answer. Oh, you, you didn't answer. Meek Mill. Um, I would say coach. Coaching and therapy. Coaching. I would start out with therapy, and then, as she mm-hmm. mentioned, then go to coaching. Go to the local stuff. Yeah. Y'all got to choose one or the other. You can't yeah. be choosing what? both. Thank you. This is the one game. One or the it other. Both fit. No. no one you or the other. I'll, I'll, you say therapy, and I'll say coaching. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Teamwork. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. See? No. No, yes. no, no, no. no. The ninth is down. Yeah. All right. I, what was but your you know thing what? for McMill? Therapy. 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 What was yours? Coaching. But you know, I watched I watched one of his interviews recently on CNN. And I, after the interview, I said to myself, this man has grown a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, he was very well-spoken. Yes. He, he, I mean, I was impressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't always impressed with Meek Mill. But I don't know what transpired or what not. Maybe just as you get older, you know, you do better. But I was very impressed with him. I would say therapy in the sense that he's been in and out of jail a Absolutely. lot. And so that is just traumatic in and of itself. Losing your freedom Mm -hmm. is so huge. You know what I mean? So I feel like anytime your freedom has been removed from you, please know you have been in a traumatic experience and you probably need to go to a therapist to like really evaluate Mm -hmm. yourself and get Mm -hmm. to a good place. All right. Takashi 69. I would say coaching. Coaching. I would say coaching. Coaching. I think a lot of his stuff is acting. Yep. Yeah, know, he just he, he just needs a better uh, circle yeah. around him. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with coaching. Pe- peer pressure, trying to be something he's not. Uh, I think therapy is hell. He's literally telling like known gang members That's who have stupid. been known to kill people to come and kill me. Oh, y'all ain't nothing because actually, I might change my answer. Like he, I think he's <laughs> suicidal, and Listen. I think he wants to be killed by other people mm. he doesn't want to commit it himself doesn't like he, he says the craziest thing doesn't he also have a case out for like yeah he's about to go under the jail yeah. for, he's for a, like messing with a minor though right I yes thought. he has a oh, he yeah. has a it's mi- rumor it's a rumor <laughs> i think Shay, he has a Shay's case. over here like no no yeah. no yeah. yeah i know he has a case for like being up. in a gang and, and murder and yeah. conspiracy and all that Some kind of racketeering stuff but to me i feel like all the trolling he does especially the way he does it where it's literally his life that he's putting in stake yeah. like you are you are provoking people with your life you're not saying hey like, if you want to do something, let's go battle some bars or let's square up. He literally tells them, come kill me. If you if you that real, if you that hard, come kill me. Like, yeah. to me, that's therapy. That's trying to look to the image that he's uh, portraying. That's all that is to me. Okay? Because okay. you have a lot of guys who sit here and, of course, remember, that's their that's their job. Mm-hmm. To sit here and do certain things to get more mm-hmm. attention. Entertain. Entertainment, yes, of course. But he's probably just a little soft guy. Yeah. Who, you take him out of that right there. He's probably... Not That's remember exactly he also like twenty twenty one. Like how how many yeah. people are stupid at that age anyway? Yeah. Who's next celebrity? What about current? So not in the past, but current Mike Tyson. Current Mike Tyson. I like current Mike Tyson. I think I, I would just say coaching. I don't have Did y'all see him curse out that reporter? <laughs> it was recently. That was a while yeah, ago. Yeah, it was recent. I haven't seen he. That. I don't know what the, the reporter asked him a question he did not like, and it was live on air. And Mike Tyson was like, "You're an effing idiot. You're." I think that was a few years ago. That was a black yeah. reporter. I thought it was like a year or two years ago. That was a that was a no, while ago. Yeah, yeah I seen that today's one, climate. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. I have seen it. <laughs> I was looking at like, you ain't going to shit on Y'all going to act Mike. like that one recent? No, Negroes. Okay. But yeah. Mike Tyson, therapy or coaching? Coaching. 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 I'd say coaching too. All right. What about Beyonce? Why Beyonce on there? Um, 
I don't know. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Shari. Shari that look. Take the mic. You, when you talk about personas, mm-hmm. she's always Beyonce. Yeah. Right. She's always B. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think it's hard to hold that together all the time with that level of expectation, that mm-hmm. level of performance and things like that. So I would say therapy, but not in the sense of like intensive therapy, mm-hmm. but just somewhere to just kind of dump. Mm-hmm. Um, coaching, she good. That's yeah. true. You know, yeah, I, true. I would think she like... She need to some, be a coach. Yeah. Right. I would think definitely some, you know, minor therapeutic intervention. And she's still married to Jay-Z. Don't yeah. get it twisted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, child. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jay, but... You know. Lemonade mess. Part Two. We call it Mango Mango <laughs> Readers. Uh, I would say I would say therapy too. I would just think the like the amount of anxiety that has mm-hmm. to come with being Beyonce. Like you are expected to like the high level of performance, the mm-hmm. standards which you set for yourself mm-hmm. that comes with a so like so ridiculous anxiety mm-hmm. that I would think you at least need a therapist to manage it. But also, kind of like with the whole other celebrity things, you need somebody to make sure you reeled in. Right. Right. To make sure that you're grounded. You need someone mm-hmm. to call you out on it because it's really easy. I think in the situation like Beyonce to have mm-hmm. yes men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last one. All right. All right. What do you got? Ayanla. <laughs> oh, um. Alanya, fix my life. Miss Ayanla Van Sant. I don't know. I, so people don't, people have something against her now. She just teamed too much. Like, yeah. she, I get some of the interventions and things that she does in her processing or whatever, but sometimes it's too camera ready. Yeah. Um, and just, I don't know. I just think you get more out of people when there's not a camera in their face when they're trying to heal. Is she, uh, um, is she a coach? She's technically a coach. I don't think she's actually a therapist. Mm-mm. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know much about her other than when, you know, her and her ties to Oprah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say coach, coaching. Oh, that's made for TV. Uh, I think she's okay. Yeah. I would say therapy. That okay. woman got some issues. And I would say, like, if you think that that's what, like, therapy is, mm-hmm. please do not, like, therapy is right. not this black woman coming and grabbing you and hugging up on you or cussing you out yeah. and telling you about yourself. Like, mm-hmm. that is not it. So. But I wonder how much of that, like TJ said, is about entertainment and TV. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but we've had, you know, you've had, I mean, I still think that Dr. Phil is still, he has his camera ready <laughs> moments, but you have, like, therapists that have been on TV that have not hammed it up quite as much. Right. Um, and I think at some point you have to, if your goal it's always like what your main goal is, right? So if your main mm-hmm. goal is TV ratings, mm-hmm. then yes, you ham it up. But if your main goal is that your clients come to a healthy place, then you have to consider the impact you're going to have on them in everything you do. And I think like Ayanla does not. She Her main goal is to have TV moments and not necessarily her clients. But I think some exposure is good exposure in the sense of if we're saying that black people think it's taboo to get help, right? Yeah. She's opening up an avenue of a window saying, well, okay, here's other people of color getting help. Not saying it's the right approach mm-hmm. that she's taking, right. but maybe she's opening up the space for someone else to say, I'm going to go get help. Because if they can do it, well, they're doing it, I need to do it too. Yeah, and but it, it still goes back to what Elle is saying mm-hmm. about the way it's portrayed. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be hugging all up on you in those sessions like that mm-hmm. and carrying mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And, and so I might cuss you out. But, <laughs> you know, all of that kind of stuff isn't going to go on. So, I, again, back to that word balance. 
you know, um, I ain't mad at her getting her coin, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's 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 very over the top sometimes. And I think we have to also consider how she's impacting the lives of those people mm-hmm. in that format. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, Alex, what we got next? All right, we have our toast to wisdom by Mister Velvet Jones. Velvet Jones. That does not go. To I'm Tyrone. giving toast to wisdom. You gonna call me? I said Tyrone in the house. <laughs> I said Tyrone in the house. Hey. Okay, my name is. <laughs> My name right is Pimp Daddy Licious, okay? No, Pimp Daddy Licious. No. <laughs> okay. What's your toast? <laughs> I, I always, I'm trying to be serious in here, and they just we don't want to be serious, <laughs> but I have to for my clients. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Today's toast of wisdom is I like to keep this a little bit short, but it's direct and to the point. If you're searching for that person that will change your life, take a look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'll just leave it at that. Yep. It speaks for itself. L, get that mirror. Get that mirror, girl. Boy, get out my face. <laughs> I'm looking for the man in the mirror. Mm. All right, let's go ahead and What's move on to a... You? What's wrong with What's wrong with y'all? What's wrong with y'all? What's wrong with y'all? What's wrong with him, Jay? Did y'all hear about the black Ohio man who um, went to go cash his check at his local bank, and they called the cops on him because yeah. they thought he was trying to scam them. So... Paul McCowns tried to cash his first paycheck from a new job and was denied. The check was for a little over $1,000. He confirmed with the bank with two forms of ID and fingerprint for non-Huntington customers as required. They tried to call his employer because they didn't think he was who he said he was and questioned the transactions on his account. So he decided to leave. And they called the cops. Mm-hmm. And so they've come out and apologized that it proved to be he was who he was. So I don't understand what's wrong with him when a black man can't even go and cash his own check in America. How y'all feel about that story? Mm. Sounds like par for the course. It's like that lady who was getting, um, who was in her own dang community pool. And the white guy came up to her and was like demanding like her address and how she got in, even though she came in with a fob, like it was a fob to get in. Yeah. And he ended up calling the police on her because she wouldn't give him her address. Yeah, I just don't like. I couldn't imagine like the audacity to to question whether or not I this is my money. I didn't work for it. Mm-hmm. I didn't slave for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming to you to cash this thing, and you're gonna tell me that I'm tr- this is I'm trying to I'm be fraudulent. I've confirmed who I am with two forms of ID yeah. and a fingerprint. And now it's like, it's degrading. It's like, yeah. now it you got to call my employer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on now. And so they did come out and apologize, you know, but I think going back to, you know, needing, needing help. I mean, that's yeah. trauma, y'all. That's trauma. That is, that yep. is. That's a traumatic that experience. And the, the reasoning from the bank was the check was too much. Yes. You know, yeah. it's like. Too really, much for who? Right. Why is it too much? Because he's a black man is too much? That part. Mm. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and get into. Can I add one in there real quick, please? All right. I was gonna. <laughs> this slide this says. No, I'm gonna slide this. Did you guys hear about the one, the New Jersey referee who made the guy oh, cut yeah, off the yeah, dreadlocks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Cut off the you didn't hear yeah. about that. I no, oh. first of all, y'all ain't gonna all look at me and try to shame me. Oh, I was like, I, they were like, y'all ain't hear that? We ain't trying. I looked at all of them. <laughs> they all looking at me like I'm crazy. That's the one that got me this week. Wait, what happened? Um, this this one uh, this high one school. guy, this a high school wrestler, was about to go into his match. He had his cap on his head, but the referee said that his hair was sticking out and it's against their rules. Okay, he made the young man cut if he wanted to wrestle in that match. 
cut off his dreadlocks. <gasps> right there. Cut them off right there. Yeah. And when I first read, I was disappointed, not mainly in that ref, but in his coaching, in the staff, and everybody and else there who allowed that ref to do that. Yep. That's what really pissed me off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, this young man, he still did it because he wanted to wrestle. Okay, I respect that. Okay, but no, as, as me being the, parent, the parenting figure there, no, he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. My, 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 um, my wrestler's not going to say, yeah, that is right there. My wrestler's wow. not going to cut his hair off. And he should have the backing of all those coaches there to go against that referee. Yep. Because apparently that, that guy, the young man, had wrestled plenty of times before with a rap on his head and wasn't an issue. Mm-mm. But people said this rap has a past of racist stuff. Yes. So yeah. Definitely. If you haven't heard it, if you haven't seen it, go Google it, go find it. Um, maybe we'll post it so you can see it on the Altino Shade on Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Right. They always say the way for evil to prevail is for good people to do nothing. And so. Look at you giving wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Pip L. <laughs> I'm rubbing off on her. Yes. I'm so proud of you. Uh, oh, stop. <laughs> All right, guys. What's your ish? What's your ish? What's your ish? Go ahead, TJ. No, you first, man. You've been. I don't want to go first. Uh, that's what y'all going to do right now? All right, you go fine, first. I'll go first. So my right. ish this week is um, getting back on my, my shows. So my ish is this show called The Travelers. It is a Netflix original. Um, if you are into uh, sci-fi, mm-hmm. it's a really good type of sci-fi show. Um, What's it called again? The Travelers. The tra- okay. And so these guys, or these people from the future, are traveling back into the past in order to try to make, to change historical events um, so that their future becomes better. And so, but how they come to the past is they come through consciousness. And so they come in and they take over the consciousness or the body of someone who was about to die. And so they have historical records when they're about to die. So right before they die, they transport into the person's body and takes over. Okay. And so then they become this person and they have a team where they have these events that they try to change the history of it. Too, but it's really good. So you're in the sh- uh, sci-fi. Hmm. Check it out. It's called The Travelers. The main character is the guy from um, Will and Grace. Um, the, um, what's that? Um, the white guy, Will. Will. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think of his name, but he's in it, and he does a great job. So that's my ish this week is the show Travelers on Netflix. All right. Mine is reaching out to friends during this holiday time. Hmm. A lot of times for some people during the holidays, it's depression, and they uh, have a hard time through this time of year due to losses or not having family and friends. I just reached out to different friends of mine this uh, this past week, probably around about, I think about 14, 15 of them. Just called them, tell them I love them. Um, if they weren't busy this holiday spring. You ain't call me. Like I said, I called the ones that I love. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> I called you the other day. You didn't answer your phone as usual. You did mm. not. I know I didn't. Mm. So as I was saying, <laughs> my issue is just calling, and you should do the same thing, people. Uh, I'm sorry, our, um, our sippers out there. Reach out to people during this time of the year and just call and say I love you. Just let them know you're there for them. Just say, call to say hey. You know, you never know what those words may do for somebody. I'm gonna call you tomorrow, Elle. <laughs> Elle, what's your, Thank what's you for your the pre warning. Uh, my ish is Brooklyn Beanery. Um, this is the coffee that you guys are all drinking. Oh, pretty good, it's actually. It's yes. Delicious. It's obviously a Brooklyn-based um, calf coffee manufacturer, and it's delicious. They have the one that you're drinking is their normal, but I love the forget about it. Um, which is a mocha coffee. Mm. It's delicious, but I ran out, so sorry, guys. So where can you get it from? I always get it from Amazon. Okay. Yeah. It says Brooklyn what? Brooklyn? Beanery. Brooklyn Beanery. Brooklyn Thank Beanery. you. Yes. What All about right. you, Sherry? What's your yeah. What's your ish? Something that you're enjoying this week, or in general. Besides all tea, no shade. Hey! 
Mm -hmm. That was kind of it. There but, you go. Um, Bring it in here. <laughs> you know what? Ancestral black girl magic. Ooh. Ooh. Explain, please. I like that. This time of year, you know, we, we tend to reminisce a lot about family that's not here and things like that. So I've been really having conversations and thinking a lot about my mom, mm -hmm. about my Aunt Virginia, and my grandma, PC. Ooh, and just okay. kind of the 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 pixie dust, the path that they've made for me. And so I'm just like feeling real grateful right now and oh, just man. for being the bomb chick that I am because of yes. this. Yes! So that's what it is. Ancestral black girl magic. I like love it. My sisters. Love this. my sisters. <laughs> I'm hashtagging this for life. Who you tell me? Ancestral black girl <laughs> magic. It's in yes. the DNA, y'all. Okay? I like that. Better get that name, girl. Black Got it. Boy magic. Mm -hmm. All right, before we go ahead and close this thing down, what's everybody's final sip? You like that final sip? I do. I have one too. Okay. All right, my final sip is we're at the time of year, and I think we've kind of like brushed against it, where um, Christmas or holiday depression is so mm -hmm. freaking real, yeah. right? So don't ignore it. Don't beat yourself up about it. Like acknowledge it and if you need help go and seek it this is a hard time for a lot of people and i also want people to be mindful of the fact that even though you're happy you don't need to force that on people so i was yesterday i was at Publix, and this lady was walking by and she was not looking happy and somebody was like, smile, it's the holidays. First of all, don't ever tell me to smile or tell anybody to smile. But I was looking at this lady and I feel like she was, like she did one of those like cursory smiles, but you could tell yeah. like she was going through something. Yeah. And I was like, it's rude. So like, don't push your feelings or emotions and the way you feel about like, that lady might have a real reason to go, to be feeling the way she needs to be feeling. Let her acknowledge it, let her be in it. Like, let them be Grinches if they need to, but also mm -hmm. make sure you reach out to them and see if they're okay. Absolutely. TJ, you got a sip? Final sip? I'm just going to go with L's today. All right. I'll talk to her after the show. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> my final sip, I have a joke for y'all. Are you ready? All right. No, because your joke's so lame. I actually didn't make this one up. That's okay, yeah, right. All right. We're ready. <laughs> we're, we are ready. All right. So, several men were in the locker room of the gym when a cell phone on the bench rang, and a man put it on speaker and began to talk. Everyone else in the room stopped to listen. Man, hello? Woman, hi, honey, it's me. Are you at the club? Man, yes. Woman, I'm at the shops now, and I found this beautiful leather coat. It's only 2000 Is it okay if I buy it? The man says, sure, go ahead if you like it that much. The woman says, I also stopped by the Lexus dealership and saw this new model. I saw one that really liked it. The man says, how much? The woman says, 90000 The man says, okay. But for that price, I want it all. I want all the options. Woman says, great. Oh, and one more thing. I was just talking to Janine and found out that the house I wanted last year is back on the market. They're asking $980,000 for it. The man says, well, then go ahead and make the offer for $900,000. They'll probably take it. If not, we can go to, we can go to extra $80,000 if that's what you really want. Woman says, okay, I'll see you later. I love you so much. The man says, bye. I love you too. The man hung up. The other men in the locker room were staring at him in astonishment. Mouths wide open. The man turned and asked, anyone know whose phone this is? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so rude. All right, Miss Sherry, how can our sippers find you? Um, Sherry at IamBecomingFree.com email, IamBecomingFree.com um, website, and Therapy for Black Girls. Are you on IG also? 
I am. Um, under Becoming. Okay. On both. Becoming nice. for Instagram and for Facebook. All right. And do you have a final sip? Um, I do. Um, I have a workshop coming up on um, January the 12th called Coffee and Collages. It's our fourth spin at this. And I'm it, going. It, it nice. is a um, vision board workshop for women between the ages of 18 and around 45 yeah. or so to come in, set some goals, establish some sisterhood, some networking. We'll have some vendors, door prizes, and we're just going to show some love well, that day. I don't see gender, so I'm coming, all right? Come we had a man last year, so it wasn't too awkward. I for him. believe in the power of vision boards. Absolutely. Thank he you. really does. Thank I you. Do. They are very powerful. Yeah. So, yeah, coffee and collages, um, January 12th in Lake. Coffee and collage. You can do all the catchy phrases. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm you becoming know, you got coffee. Thing. I'm going to be there. All right. <laughs> all right. Some anything else for coffee. the final sip? <laughs> That's it. All right. With that, I'm going to call this sip session done. Holla. Holla. Happy holidays.